Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Place. I was going to say 900 feet up to 1,500 feet. What an asshole. <laughs> now that's that's a reference. Yeah. That's two, right? Or is that f- That's one. the first one. Okay. Sometimes they run together. They are they play do. movies. They're, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of bleed over from a lot two into the first because you're right. In fact, not, in fact, Airplane Two got away with some shit by just reusing footage yes. from Part One. Well, it wasn't it wasn't the Zuckers and Abrams that did too. Oh, so. that's right. So, so who did was, Part Two? I can't remember. I forget the director's name. Yeah, not off the top of my head. But yeah, they they Where's did Andy when we recycle need him, huh? a lot yeah. of the jokes. But uh, yeah. yeah, still funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. got Shatner in it. That's right. Airplane Two has some amazing moments in and it, and that damn yeah. sh- voice-activated door moment is just brilliant. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number four hundred and forty-one. I am Master Torgo, eighties Jeff, Commander K, Maple Leaf Matt, and Andy should be joining us. Oh, damn it! <laughs> we'll underscore the should. The should is right. He's he's off doing some drawings. Drawings. So and you know his name, name is Andy, <laughs> and he likes to do drawings. <laughs> so when he's done with that, he should be headed this way. When you start hearing uh, Commander K's phone going crazy, that means he's probably headed there. Yeah. yeah. I think if the podcast cuts out suddenly, that means that Andy showed up. Yeah, he spilled he some probably stuff on the uh, control panel. On the, yeah, exactly. Right. On the board. Or. I, I've, we've been talking about. Well, last week started talking about that. I started reading the Dresden novels, Stormfront, the first one. Stormfront. And Dresden, the character, has this issue with technology, being a wizard, that him just walking around technology fritzes things out. Oh. Phones, elevators, anything technological. Andy's kind of like that, but more of the blob version. Yeah, no mystical <laughs> okay. powers at all. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His kryptonite is wires. If there's wires, like... <laughs> is it really his kryptonite? Because he trips over the wires, but somehow manages to make his way through unscathed. Here's what it's, I envision. It's the electronics that suffer. Here's what I envision. Jigsaw takes him, okay? Uh-huh. You remember the, the barbed wire scene where the guy... Yes. But instead of that, there's like an outlet in the center, and there's just a bunch of wires all around. That That's Andy's torture right there. Okay. That's him on his way, isn't it? Speaking of Commander K's phone, nope, that's an ah. email. Oh, about you just, you're work. just an important guy, huh? Look at you, work man. That's right. I you got better work. work. I got work on Monday. And Matt, birthday time. Yes, yes. Happy birthday, man. Thank you very much. That's old. I'm, I'm getting older. Oh, which reminds me. And for a birthday gift, we are giving Matt the next two months off. Yes. Uh, yeah. I will not be here. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe sporadically. <laughs> yes. Maybe I don't know yet, but I. So you guys can all tune in. The people that stopped listening to the show because I came on <laughs> two months without me. <laughs> Maybe. Which reminds me, somebody actually. I, I, this is not for uh, audience consumption, but oh. uh, this somebody had. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? It's because it's a picture. But somebody sent that to him for, as a happy birthday, and since he doesn't read Facebook or go on to any of that stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it's it's basically a knock on his beloved Maple Leafs. So, Maple uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, it's so, it's uh, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. They don't pronounce the second T. It's silent. Toronto, Toronto. Yes. It's, not, it's not Toronto. 
That's so how you know when the Americans are out backpacking. Oh, they're like, man. where are you from? They're like, oh, I don't know. For Toronto, eh? Toronto, Toronto, eh? And they're like, no, you're not. Toronto. Toronto? Toronto. Toronto. That's what it is. I've like learned Toronto. something today. Yeah, like, really? Gr- like Grand Torino, only yes. gr- Toronto? Toronto. Gotcha. Just like that, Toronto. Toronto. Just like the syrup. Okay. That's, yeah. that's so fair. when you're out backpacking, pretending, you, you know, you're an American, you sew your little Canadian flag on there so you don't get raped. Or fucking whatever. Is that how it works? Is that how it works? Really? Is that what we got to watch out for? It's like the people that say buttons instead of buttons. Sorry. 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 Push the button. You mean the button? Oh, what about there was one Next Generation episode where everybody was talking about patents, and I was like, what the hell? And I finally realized, oh, Patrick Stewart is saying patterns. You're like, Whoa. <laughs> but it, I got like halfway through this the 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 episode, and I'm like, what the what the fuck is going on here? These patents, patents. <laughs> it's like uh, anybody see that com- that Snickers commercial where the guy goes, "You like almonds? I like almonds. Do you like almonds?" He goes, "I like almonds." Throws them out of the car. Yeah, yeah. Or no, one. he he jumps out of the car oh, himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, shit. Oh, hydroelectronics. Wow. Uh, you said middle of the show, not, oh, come not on, man. early in the show. Jeez. All right, fine. Look at the confidence he put that drink down. Andy is here. Uh, uh, no, you're not. What? Sorry? <laughs> That's going to be like 50 minutes. Just so. go in the pool. <laughs> you don't even have to get... Well. There's no pee in our pool. <laughs> I can't pee in the pool. There's it's people Those young there. kids out there, huh? Again? Yeah, yeah, there's a stop thing. No, the for. kids are during the daytime. Nighttime, it's anybody's There game. is a, uh, a toddler. Is there? Really? Yeah. Huh. Some, some toddler's sitting right there. Yeah. Oh. It's a little me. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm here, folks. <laughs> <That's>, wow. <laughs> yes, you are. Sorry. And uh, so we'll continue no, on no, the show uh, where we left off. Gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Oh, perfect timing. I saw Solo. I, I saw, saw Solo. Story. I saw Solo with three people. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah, I never Mr. get the Friends. invites anymore mm-hmm. when people all go out to movies. So hey, you, weren't gonna, you weren't gonna you weren't going to go to a movie at ten thirty in the morning, were you? Probably not. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was probably bet. asleep. Uh, we got to <laughs> we got to throw him a couple invites just so we can say, "Hey, we've invited you." <laughs> yeah, I, did, I ended up going to the eleven p.m. show. So well, you see, you see, anything. you see, I don't get him either, but I just don't care. Yeah. We're looking at him crying like a baby. Hey, <laughs> you know, when they have all the like, free time after June first, you know, we'll have lots of time with him. Sorry, what happens huh? after June first? What? 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 Oh, you're talking huh? the strike? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. There's, yeah. there's strike things going on in Las Vegas, Colorado oh, world right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so three of you have seen Solo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, of course, I won't see it till later on this week. Well, I was in Solo. Uh, Matt I, will see it, but he won't be a part of the show to talk about that's it. That's correct. Um, it kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize this was uh, its launch weekend. Same me here. too. I, yeah, I so. literally was like Saturday night going... No, I wonder what movies open this. Wait, Solo open this weekend? How did I miss that? <laughs> you actually threw a moon pie at a man who knocks things over for a living. <laughs> for a yeah. living? Did we get paid for that? No, 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 no. <laughs> Todd, we're maintaining his amateur status oh, for right. the Olympics. Okay, okay. <laughs> when the moon pie was about sixty percent in the air towards him, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> so, so you didn't think it was a bad idea? The instant it left your hand, you're no, like, "No, no, ah, fuck." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next week we'll talk solo spoilers. This week 
we'll talk Deadpool 2 spoilers. Of course, yes. we'll save that for the end of this show right. in case you have not seen Deadpool 2 yet. And we'll give you ample warning to stop the show and join us when you have seen it at that point. But without spoilers, your general impressions of Solo. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, it's uh, certainly one of the best ones I've seen in a while. And I've, I've enjoyed all of the new Star Wars movies. But this one was the most just flat out fun and felt like Star Wars. Oh, they were kind of what you want with the Han Solo story. There were yeah. definitely a few moments where they captured the the Han Chewie interaction, where like you'd li- like there's a scene in particular I'm thinking of that I won't spoil, but like the two of them working together and kind of the side looks and stuff. I was just like, holy shit! It's Harrison Ford and. Chewbacca. Peter Mayhew. Uh, Mayhew, thank you. <laughs> I, almost said, I almost said David Prowse. I was like, no, that's Vader, you idiot. Um, just, just say yeah. Chewbacca. Best Mayhew. use of Chewbacca yeah. Yeah, in I, any Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. that's This great. one's got more character, uh, more stuff going on. You know, yeah. And it, yeah. it, it's not like this guy who's doing it uh, is better than Peter Mayhew as much as uh, direction and writing. They just they just give him a little bit more. And, yeah. and this is after... Force Awakens, where you had yeah. some nice chewy stuff. This is also a younger chewy. Yeah, slightly younger. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll go with what they said too. I mean, um, both those those chewy and hand actors are delightful. I mean, I have no problem. Is I'm not looking at uh, somebody trying to do uh, a uh, Harrison Ford. I'm looking at somebody else doing Han Solo, and he's fine. I don't know. I, if I, he... I have no problem believing they're the same character. I don't know if he okay. like intentionally studied Harrison Ford's mannerisms, but there were a couple moments where it wasn't like a forced mimicry. It was like he it encapsulated. They did talk a I'm little. Sure so, yeah, like, solo. They hung out. I mean, I, I, like I've, I've seen Harrison stuff. Ford run. Well, he said he had like a, in one of the interviews they <laughs> said they him. had a lunch and he they talked a little bit, but that was about the extent. of... I've seen a thing where he sort of popped in on him in mid uh, in an yeah. interview. In yeah. an interview, and Harrison Ford pops up behind him and goes, "Yeah, he's okay." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the yeah. concerns about him having an acting coach are unwarranted. There, I you know what I what was that like eight months ago? I, I think that was prior to. The termination of the first two directors, and then bringing in. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. There was a Rocky with the director. Da-na, yeah. Da-na, da-na. Yep. Yo, Adrian, I did the castle <laughs> run. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it I'm was, very eager to talk Ooh, spoilers on that one, so I'm, I'm very looking before forward they to brought that. Opie on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's disappointing. That it uh, didn't do didn't do fantastic at the box office. Yeah, they said it, uh, last night it was struggling to hit a hundred million yeah. in the first weekend, which is like the first Star Wars there, movie not. To I do have that. a feeling once word of mouth gets one, around, this will be one of those ones that builds and stays. Well, for a while. I hope. Yeah, I hope. Well, what's opening Friday? Hmm? What's opening Friday? What's Friday is the what? The third? Uh, I don't know what's opening Friday. Friday is the first. Second. The first. Deadpool okay. two. Is is what was behind it, right? And, right, and not far behind that we had Avengers. Yeah. Uh, now I know Jurassic World is probably the next big one, but that's 22nd. not up until yeah, yeah a couple of weeks away. Uh, next week, the biggest, uh, the eighth. I know, like Hotel Artemis, or you know, it's not. I can't think of any major blockbuster Incredibles two. Incredibles two, possibly. Exactly. Incredibles two is until right? June fifteenth. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. So, um, so June eighth is Ocean's eight, but I, as far as this weekend, there's the 
Johnny Knoxville um, <laughs> cast movie action point. It's basically like the Jackass guys the, mm. yeah, with but, a scripted but there, film. But is there anything, is there anything that can fight that? a Star Wars? Um, I'm looking, and so far I'm not seeing anything. That's, I think, going to be the, the real thing. If there's, if there's no is, yeah. blockbuster to open up against it next, I think you're going to see close to the similar numbers next week. I'd forgotten uh, Pacific Rim 2 came out already. I was looking at the... Did it really? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, in, it's, in yeah. The, it's in the $2 theater. That's how, oh, I, that's wow. how I found yeah. out. I was, uh, yeah, I saw it in a theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you told us about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I remember you telling us about it, but it just, it just slipped my mind completely until I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that did come out. Okay. Yeah. I forgot. Did I like it? Oh, my God. Well, obviously <laughs> not. Yeah. I think I, you did. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. It, um, I liked this better than I thought I would. Um, that's what I'm I hearing went, a lot of. I went... On the opening weekend, because I wanted to piss on the the boycott children. Yeah, yeah. But I think we both expected to be clappy about it. Yeah, yeah. And it it actually went it went better. I, than I think that's part of the problem with the numbers is that rightly so it's better than I thought it would be, and I think a lot of people aren't expected to be all that great. They weren't expecting a lot, I don't think. Um, also, I really think they made a mistake going for the summer. Yes. I think they yes. should have stuck with. Yeah, Christmas time is Star Wars time, yep. and pushing it to the summer was a mistake. Especially I, if you're going to do one you. movie a year. Yeah, yeah, make that month your month, whatever month you choose. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I did really yes. like Donald Glover. Yes, as, yeah, as Lando. I, I think he really, t- I you know, nothing against Billy D. Williams, but I think he really fleshed out that character more so than. Than what Billy D did. Well, he, is, he, is there, let's face it: the script for Empire doesn't flesh out yes, Lando at all. No, right. is there a, is there a Lando movie in the works? Uh, there, there none, supposedly is, but nothing official. It's, it's all rumor mill. Everybody, everybody liked him what he was doing, but I think these numbers being soft is might might create a little reconfigure. I don't know, but he's 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 hot now with the with the um with you mean the hundred things that he's doing yeah, childish exactly. Gambino yeah. and everything. No, yeah. Exactly. Well he it, it it he could carry it. He yeah, could, he, could. he could carry it and it'd be fun. I mean this uh it I keep hearing the weirdness of uh, is this movie necessary and stuff like that. Is do any you, movie necessary do you need a Han Solo origin story? I, and and mm. movie Bob Yes, Andy and I watched that this afternoon. A movie, Bob does a nice summing up of you know, get over it, guys. It was great fun. It really was. Yeah. I Is think. It, do you need it? Not really. Is it good to have? Absolutely. Yeah, I um, didn't need Ant Man, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the poo pooing comes from Ant Man and the Wasp. That's people, coming out. Yes, in, that's coming up in June. I think it's July. July. Yeah, you're right. Okay. It's July. I think right. it comes out on my birthday. As a okay. matter of fact. All right. Um, I think a lot of people that are there that are poo-pooing it are just not the kind of people that want to know the origins of their hero. I think they like that certain amount of mystery that, you know, adds to the mythos of yeah. that character well, and they don't want it's like I don't want you to ruin my envisioned well, storyline of the character. Well, I, 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 that, I mean, that may be part of it, but there's a lot of also ugly pushback with mm-hmm. people hating a lot of the you know just just going progressive i mean the the tidbit for this one was even though it is not addressed in the movie 
um, Lando is is oh, pansexual, spoken is pansexual. of as pansexual, yeah. and everybody's just like having a shit fit over that. And it's just like, Jesus, guys, get the fuck over this. This stuff. is the Star Wars universe. People are going to have sex with aliens. It's the way it works, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, and it, it's just like you're yeah. you're kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. At this point, and 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 I, you know, the the whole SJW racket about well, Force Awakens or Last Jedi. There's a lot of stupid pushback, and I, I just, I, I really, and a lot of people are complaining that they're trying too hard to bring in a new crowd, and they're not doing old Star Wars. And this is pretty close to old Star Wars. Well, that's the thing to me is that. I want them to. I really like Last Jedi precisely because, you know, the line, forget about the past. Mm. I'm I'm enjoying that incredibly. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired I'm, of the same old Skywalkers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's time. <laughs> no, seriously. I, no, I love that line. I'm tired of the same old Skywalkers. And you're right. That's why I Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One was one of my favorite Star Wars. Because yeah. the little guys, the commandos, the, yeah. the guys behind the scenes. Like right. The, the disposable the trooper troopers. Yes. The ones that are the ones that actually... <laughs> Do a lot of the heavy lifting, yes, and you know get mowed over by the empire. That are the ones that support the entire movement. Empire did nothing wrong. Yeah, no. Long live the emperor. <laughs> yeah. sure. That's um, right. Empire has stormtroopers. I the rebels kn- have disposable troopers. I right. do know that a certain <laughs> douchebag. You want to call it? Yeah. Well, yes. Certain <laughs> certain douchebags that are still holding on to the whole cleansing of the previous canon uh, oh, the books they're still holding on to the, the original I guess Kessel Run book the book that uh, explained you know, I, I what the Kessel Run was to, I went to my local used bookstore this last week mm-hmm those books still exist. You can read those. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, do they? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't burn them all. They're oh. still out there. <laughs> I think I might have it on my shelf. So I haven't read it. Yeah. So, so well, um, I'll talk to you afterwards. Canon. I want to find out the differences between those. The Star Wars Inquisition and come across um, those from you. And it's funny too, because like <laughs> Kirsten can attest to this. Like the Star War, the Star Trek novels have always not been canon. They they've they've said explicitly, this is a fictional story. This has its own view of things yeah. but as far as the you know established star trek universe these have no place in it so it's you know it's a good story it adds to your own enjoyment of the universe but to hold on to it like it's a bible that is never going to be wrong i still have a, a major issue with so movie bob had one of the best uh, points about what was throwing people off on this movie is that a lot of people were afraid it was going to be uh, a two-hour version of the uh, prologue from uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade, which doesn't sound bad to me. I like that prologue. Yeah, I do too. But you know, but that that is not what this was. This okay, was, that was not. We're going to show you every bit of where Han Solo got his vest, where Han Solo got his belt, where Han Solo got his. Belt. <laughs> I, I, I will admit that was a bit of a concern going yeah. into this. That that's what right. the movie was going to be. All right. It's 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 actually there's some of that, but there's sure I expect some of that. There's some, but it yeah, yeah. But I'm also ready for them to branch out into new stories, new areas of the of the of the galaxy, and tell stories of other characters that we don't know yet. I would love to see a series set in the territory Solo stomps around in. Okay, I'd love to see a TV series in that stomp in there. And I, I think we're definitely going to get some of that when they finally do that live action show for the Disney digital streaming service coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you mention it, Andy, 
what they did in Solo sounds a lot like what they what they've talked about for the. Oh right. wait a minute, was that or was that for Lucas's live series? I think that was Lucas's the going the underworld kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was okay. back when Lucas was involved. Okay, because but they might have taken some of those ideas. Yeah, because it 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 it's very cool. I mean, it's like when you do Star Wars without Jedi, there's there's stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. It. I wish. I mean, looking at this, they're talking Boba Fett film. Probably going to be a Boba Fett sequel. Which I'm disappointed in. Be- uh, I'm, I'm sorry, prequel. Oh, okay. Uh, because like, we haven't got the first movie yet. They're talking exactly. Sequel. Yeah, because I would love for them just you know figure out a way to get him out of the Sarlacc pit and pick up from there. And they're <laughs> probably have not going to. Have you seen some of the overly elaborate explanations for how he got out of the oh, Sarlacc yeah. pit? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. there's like this whole underground base and they tunneled in from the side and extracted yeah. him. I'm just I like. like that, what that, that there was there was one story in the Tales of the Bounty Hunters anthology that did it perfectly. They took three PO's claim that you're digested for a thousand years totally seriously, and so there's some kink going on with the Sarlacc not consuming you immediately. It it, it it's some kind of thing where it keeps you in the state of torture or something, and it actually really slowly digests. Yeah, and it's it's more of an emotional or psychic digestion than a than a physical one. Oh, and it's just like take that and run with it, and just you know figure out a way. I mean, he's Boba Fett. He's got ten thousand gadgets on his armor. He he gets out and just take it from there. But probably not. No, they're gonna the Swiss Army bounty hunter. Huh? The Swiss Army bounty hunter with all the gadgets. Swiss Army knife. Jesus Christ! It's not yeah. that far of a great jump, man. No, we he, get he it. got it. Just, I got it. Yeah. He just I, didn't I, I, find I was, it amusing. I, I wasn't. I wasn't confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was indifferent. It's a little early for the <laughs> yeah, pillow there. This thing on. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I've I I have less interest in prequel stories than I do stories going forward or tangent stories that have to do with what about the series okay. original sit like when they first started yes go back way back darth like bane old, yes. old republic kind of sure yes. yeah sure even before that that'd be oh, great even before that establishing yeah, the republic sure when uh where uh, uh, create the jedi's sith split where, where they originally jedi and then the sith like broke off right why the rule of two what's the great betrayal that caused the rule yeah. of two yes mm-hmm. yes yeah exactly that I mean, they've done. I mean, there's tons of that in legends that they can draw from. Of course, I, I, I did my own fanfic where I, I actually uh, did a flip around, and the Jedi, the Sith, were first, ah. and the Jedi split off. The Jedi were the Sith who were like, "This is yeah, this um, is a little wacky. Let's not do it this way." Star Wars: Old Republic touched on that. Seth did or Seth Sith. Did come first. I, Seth was in, an asshole. They did. Yeah. Well, shit. In, uh, in see Bioware. How smart Bioware. I am? Bioware did that. Yeah. See how smart I am. Seth Bioware. I'm available. <laughs> um, but it, you know that'd be that'd be fun. That would be. You want Jedi? Fine. Then then do something about the, the establishing of the temple on Coruscant. How yes. what, how are the Jedi involved with the Republic? Did the did they grow up around the Republic? The Republic grow up around them. You know something like that. No, I f- let, let's do Luke's great-great-grandfather. I find that <laughs> exactly the no. more my early geekdom and canon knowledge, the more of that I bring with me to the theater, 
the less I enjoy something. So I've learned to let that go, to let, oh, sure. let the movies tell the stories right. that they want to tell without it me enforcing the stories that I... What what are what are you doing, Andy? No, nothing to worry about. He's, make, he's making teeth faces at his phone. <laughs> he's making sure he doesn't have moon pie. Stuff all I gotta say face. to the points brought up is, if you want Luke, Han, all the good old boys, watch three great movies that were made in the seventies and eighties. There you go. It's done already. Right and or and okay. and I'm not going to discredit the extended canon that was written over the course of two decades. Those stories are the stories of Han and Luke that you probably wanted and we can't have now, mostly because the actors can't play that. Yeah. Those books were written to happen immediately after Jedi and on. I'm sorry. The the age is a thing. Yeah. So you can't have that. You can only have it if you Simpsons fi Star Wars. Yes. There you go. So, which would be fun. That's that's a big part of the problem in holding on to these characters is those those actors age. Yeah, it's the reason why the next indie is going to be the last one, and that's okay too. I assume it's going to be the last one. I have no problem. <laughs> oh, it probably will be. Wasn't yeah. wasn't Crystal Skull the last one? <laughs> At one it point, did. it was. Yeah, yeah, it didn't sit well with him though. Yeah, yeah. So, like Christopher so. Pratt was taking that over. Yeah, he he did. It's called Jurassic World. Uh-huh. Yeah. He could. I think he could. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about making him Indiana Jones, but if there was a, some way to just make another character and transfer the franchise, mm. he's the first guy I would look at. He's yeah, got wait, the charisma. Wait, we have an actor that can do Harrison Ford. Huh. Ah. Mm. Well, let's not get carried away. Sullivan, what other geeky things you do this week? Played uh, some Far Cry 5. I played some Far Cry 5. Imagine that. That yeah. happened at the same week. Weird. How that happens. Hmm. What do you think of Far Cry, Far Cry 5 so far? It's fun, but it's really difficult. <laughs> because the majority of the missions, you're, try to, you're, you're supposed to try to stealthily take out as many of these um, religious nuts, this cult, as you can in like each of the different things. Problem is, I, I didn't hear you. It's if one like. of them spots you... You're fucked. This is I true. I mean, literally. You know. Stealth is not easy in that game. I, I, I'm, I'm good to do about four or five guys if I'm lucky before everyone else finds me. Um, My biggest issue tends to be the wildlife. Because there's been more than a few times where I've gone in, <laughs> I've cleared out all of these assholes. And Honey you missed the jaguar. And <laughs> like, yeah, a, 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 you're not you're not wrong. A fucking jaguar or something comes out of the oh the woods and and pounces on you. I, I and five it. shotgun blasts to the face apparently is not enough to kill. A one shotgun blast will take out one of these cult members, but five to the face of a jaguar is not enough to kill it. Honey badgers don't play, man. They they come after you in that game. It's it's <clears throat> There are perks that you can take to help mitigate this, which I talked to Jeff earlier. He's like, that's what you want to take quickly to help <laughs> protect wish, you against the wildlife. I should have known that earlier because, man, I had a freaking turkey attack me, and I couldn't even see it. <laughs> this is not a joke. Was a freaking wild a turkey. <laughs> was it a jive turkey? <laughs> yes, it was a jive turkey. No, a freaking wild turkey. I'm, I'm like... The whiskey? I'm, I'm on this mission where you're supposed to hunt down and kill three bears that are on this. <laughs> Mama bear, Papa bear. Not helping your argument, Jim. Just, no. Go ahead. Clearly. Go ahead. But you're, you would have gotten further, but the porridge was just too cold. 
they've been infected with this bliss chemical that this cult is developing. Porridge. Porridge. And so <laughs> so you're, you're, you're supposed to hunt down and kill these three bears. Well, I got the first two bears done, found the third bear, and just before I'm about to go in and attack it, this wild turkey attacks me from behind. I don't see it. I just, I know I'm taking... I'm yeah, taking, you just heard it, yeah. I just, I'm, no, I'm taking, I'm taking damage, but I, I'm, not, I'm not hearing gunfire, and I'm spinning around trying to find where I'm getting attacked from, and, and I look down, and there's this turkey pecking at you, and it killed me. What is going on? That's the game that came out that I was trying to think of. Detroit, Become Human. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I wanted a PS4 for. Yeah. It's supposed to be pretty just good. Just hit me. And apparently Gamefly sent me the message they have shipped it to me. So I should be having it here very soon. Woohoo! Oh, you bastard. Too bad you won't be here. I know. Fuck. Watch the turkey. So Far Cry, I'm enjoying it. It's open, open world games are my jam. I love them. Even the, the ridiculous ones with way too many things to do and very few story plots to go on to get keep you moving. It's a huge map. Uh, but I will say that is kind of an issue I have with Far Cry 5 so far is... I thought the villains would be a bit more compelling than this because they have been in the last few. The third one, the uh-huh. fourth one, the villains are great. And this one, and reading about it, I was excited. Maybe my expectations were too high. I played the one where, what was it, Nepal or India or like Shangri-La? Yes. That villain was amazing. He's great. Like, that was the last one. That was four. Yes. Like his, his story, the voice acting, how he acts towards you. Like yes. he doesn't want to kill you, but he's like, you know, what are you doing here? Like it's amazing. Yeah. That one, that one really kept me yeah. involved. Uh, maybe I haven't progressed in the story enough to really get deeply involved in this one, but I, I find myself just wandering from place to place doing an event. Yeah. And and occasionally I get a story trigger. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't mean that to happen. But I'm I'm not invested in this story as I was in the last two. Okay. So I will say that. Not that I'm not enjoying myself. I am. Story wise, it's not gripping me. And I thought this one would really grip me. Come on, evil cult yeah. in Montana. That right. sounds like it belongs to me. Well, yeah. When Jeff said I'm you know shooting religious fanatics, I was just like, wow. <laughs> It's it's like tailor made for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I think I'm going to watch more of Jeff playing now that I know that the turkeys are. Oh, after are him. you kidding me? It's, that's it's, that's the, that's yeah. That's the fun part. That's it. That's that's the '80s Jeff Twitch channel right there. <laughs> oh my God, we are sitting on a goddamn yes, gold mine. dude. Are you kidding me? I, if I, you're I, enjoying I, this turkey attack, throw some money into the Jeff. <laughs> Oh my God, Jeff on Twitch <laughs> yeah. and me running Mike's side. It's not bits, oh. folks. It's giblets. Give us some giblets. <laughs> giblets, Jeff. <laughs> what else you do, gentlemen? Wow. I played some... Um, uh, DC deck building? Kick your ass with the, yeah, the Flash? With the flash yeah. 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 Wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. The last few know. times we've been playing DC deck building, uh, Matt has had it in his head that he needs to win the game playing the Flash, which is one of the weakest characters. Okay. And last night he did three times. Three, three times. Wow. Three times. Well, tied. Two, two, two clear winning, one tie. That's but impressive. Yeah. yeah. DC uh, deck building is still my favorite card game I think of all time. Yeah, it's up there. It's one of the deck building. It's a very powerful deck building game. I like it. I a wasn't lot. there. Well, you you're like I need to go to sleep. I'm turning into a pumpkin. Yeah. 
Uh, where where, where <laughs> was was this held at your placement? Yeah, yeah okay. it was at my place. So, so it, was, yeah. it was you and who? Uh, Andy, Kirsten, no. all that. Kirsten was gone. Lewis and Stephanie. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was Matt's birthday game night. The D and D night, and then I oh, threw a that's big... why he left early because it was your birthday. Uh, 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 what? What are you doing? Wow. With my pillow. <laughs> that's a Jeff pillow. Yeah. <laughs> It was worth it just to see the look on Matt's face just now. It's just like, yeah. No, I was not feeling good. Okay. Because my, uh, I don't know about you and guys, a but, but in your is a good as a No, a few, of, a few of the, the the blood pressure meds. If you don't eat enough food, if you don't eat enough food when you take them, you're you're paying for it for the rest of the day. Oh. Wow. And I just I just had a lousy day. I'm. <laughs> One point, I had a little adventure in Paulette in Matt's bathroom. <laughs> that uh, sounds you, horrendous. I, I, yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually hear this. What did you break from the from the the room outside? <laughs> yes. What, what, he goes in what there. Did you break? He goes in there, and we hear this crash. And I was like, "What the fuck did he just break?" <laughs> yeah, because I went in there. I had a miserable time, and I'm like, I stand up and I flush the toilet and i'm leaning against the wall and i'm just like oh god god help me oh god and i'm like okay what what do we got the spray in here oh this is nice this is jasmine this is good so i take off the cap and i spray the jasmine put the cap back and then i wave my hands okay spread it around spread around and paulette's got these steel punch out fish decorations hanging on the walls oh no just like little copper or tin what have you and i'm waving my hands and boop, i hit one it flies up and then hits and it those things are loud so that hit the tile floor and was just like and that's when everyone's like oh god and i'm like i'm i'm like oh shit and i'm leaning over to pick it up and i brace myself on the 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 cabinet above the toilet which is not terribly secure so that's like rock could you could you, could you? you know, and I'm like, oh, that sit over shit. the bowl. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was just, oh, oh, shit. It, it was like that scene from Robot Chicken where Gary, the stormtrooper, goes to Uncle Owen's in Amperu's and he starts the fire in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and it's just one thing after another. And, it, oh. and they're getting too powerful in the D&D game. Uh-oh. I threw, I threw shambling mounds after them and an elemental, and they're just kicking everything's ass. So I'm about ready to start breaking out my McFarland dragons. Oh shit! Get serious here. Bring them on. <laughs> Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Uh, I'm at thirty-eight kills. I'm oh, okay, track okay, of gotcha. All my kills. Because I'm a gladiator. Yeah. Keep in mind that the announcer gave him like 31 kills. Uh, he spotted I'm him uh, like 31 no. kills. But <laughs> yeah, there's an interesting dynamic happening between his character and Lewis's character, which is you know a shock, right? Right, yeah. right. Uh, where he goes, he's all braggadocio and he's all you know talking about his kills and stuff and. And Lewis, will go, I, I, I don't have it written down. I don't think that yeah, happened. He, he, he's yeah. a scri- he'll he's a fact scribe. check him. <laughs> he, he's a scribe, so he's like, where, where, no, 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 where did that? Ha- that didn't 32. happen. Wait a minute. Like, I have it here, scribe. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so much fun. I mean, there was one. Matt was like, you weren't there. You don't know. And, and Lewis is like, yes, I was. And actually, it was you know, on that day, this happened. And uh, it's, it's, so that's actually pretty good. 
tried to have a confrontation over the uh, the prisoner goblin's throat being slit. Yep. Oh. But uh, they decided to bring that up right when I was ratcheting up the tension on uh, on on their being out in the wilderness. So it, it, it kind of got superseded by other concerns. My character that wasn't there for this throat slashing. So uh, he's not he's not thrilled with the concept once he realized they did it. Ah. But then they tried to dance around whether they did it or not. That's that's when we got into the whole dynamic of Lewis being hyper, hyper honest scribe. <laughs> <laughs> and another character trait was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, the Geek Shock Book Club has voted next month's book, the book of June, is a short one for once. It is Stephen King's The Long Walk. You also might find it under Richard Bachman, which he originally published it under. One of King's earliest works. People ask me a lot what Stephen King book I w- you should start with, and The Long Walk is the book you should start with. So this is a nice time to jump on if you've never read Stephen King. Interesting. And it's a novella, so the book's only like 100, 150 pages. So real quick read, especially after the last few being in <laughs> plus 500-plus pages. Doorstoppers. Ro- yeah, doorstoppers. So. Yeah. Uh, some other things that I'm reading. Uh, ju- just about to finish uh, Stormfront uh, by uh, Jim Butcher. Dresden Files number one. How's that going? Not the I'm Billy Joel like, album. No, thank goodness. Not his best work. Not the not the <laughs> white supremacist website. Definitely not. <clears throat> Yet. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> the I really enjoying this book. Oh, okay. Yeah. The once the tension ra- uh, ramped up and and the, and the stakes raised in the in the novel, I, I really got on board with it. So. I, I, before I was like, ah, this is a three-star novel. I'm now at a, like, this is going to be a four-star novel. I mean, oh it, my. it might shit the bed at the end, but if, wow. it's, if it stays on this, yeah, it's, I'm really enjoying it, and we'll probably continue on reading the series. Uh, another book that I read this week, which I highly recommend, my my second five-star review of the year so far. Wow. Uh, and that is Horror Store by Grady Hendrix. Horror Store, uh, spelled with a... Uh, horror S T O R with an umlaut over the O. It's a haunted house take on IKEA. Wow! <laughs> I went to IKEA today. I don't see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> this review bought you by Eddie's Jeff PR. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I said it. But what a great read! I mean, haunted house stories are, are their tropes, and this follows a lot of the same tropes. But Grady Hendrix throws a lot of humor in there, especially if you get the print version, because it does have a lot of like uh, em- employee assessment pages oh. and advertisement pages from the store itself, which that itself becomes a part of the horror story going forward. Uh, they've announced they're making a movie of this. It, this thing reads like a really good 80s horror movie. Fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And it's it's only 200-some pages, so it's also a really quick read. Uh, Grady Hendrix is making a name for himself in the horror humor circles. He also wrote the Paperbacks from Hell nonfiction book, the book that goes through the history of horror paperback fiction. And so he, he knows his stuff when it comes to horror. So he's done this one. He's done My Best Friend's Exorcism, which has also gotten some great reviews. So I plan on reading that as well. So... Horror Store is my favorite read right up there with The rich Ritual by Adam Neville this year. So those two are vying for Book of the Year so far. 
And we're not even six months in. Story of my life. But long walk. That is the uh, Geek Shock Book Club book. We'll start discussing that on the 8th. Anything else you do this week, guys? Yes. I watched the Star Trek episode of The Toys That Made Us. Ah, uh, yes. As well as yeah. the, um, the Transformers, Transformers one. one. Thank I you. forgot that came out. Shit. Yeah. Andy and I binged those. I haven't got to watch the Lego and the Hello Kitty ones yet, but... Uh, watch the Hello Kitty one first. Oh, it's because too. it's the weakest of the four. Well, I watched them in order. Yeah. So. Andy's just being sexist. <laughs> no. No, it's well. I mean, but there's it, just it, nothing interesting. It with could Hello be. Kitty it could you? be a generational thing too. Oh. I, I um, have to say, I'm actually kind of glad I wasn't alive and or aware to have been through the utter shitstorm that was the early years of Star Trek toys. Yeah, that was hilarious. That oh, was boy. wow. What yeah. a mess. You'll see. <laughs> what a mess. Literally, there's it was no. Sli- there's no bong moments. <laughs> it was like sticker slapping. No. Like they were companies that were licensing that it. That sounds and sexy. Just taking anything that they had and putting a Star Trek sticker on it. Yeah, there was like, like a, there was like a the most infamous the Spock helmet with the the flashing siren on the head. All it just said it was Spock across the no. front. What? No. Todd doesn't remember this. Oh, stuff. He, there was he, a, he hasn't seen the episode yet. I haven't. There was a uh, toy line that was like plastic army men versus giant bugs. And they just and it is green plastic that into Star Trek. Yeah. And, Green plastic, they made it like blue and purple plastic. And it's the same like little army guys with bazookas and stuff, but they're supposed to be Star Trek. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Oh, I can't wait to yeah. watch yeah, this it's, one now. It's, oh, yeah, it's, holy shit. On the, uh, the, the early sli- st- uh, sticker slapping, the uh, Star Trek gun that shot the discs. Yes. Vernon and Kirsten and I watched it, and all three of us owned that gun. <laughs> I, had we were that. All, I had that. I didn't know it was Star Trek. I got uh, my mom got that at a garage sale, and we ended up having to go to like Toys R Us and find the little discs <laughs> so that we could load it. It they, was they too soon, re- Jeff. They sold too replacement soon. discs. <laughs> it was Star Trek for a few years, and then it was yeah. repackaged without Star Trek on the thing because oh, I, okay. I owned it both ways. Oh, okay, you go both ways. And and but then when they did get the Star okay. Trek license, Mego, the Mego president, yes. $5,000. Wow. He, yeah. Yeah. He got a sweetheart deal. You got you to gotta watch the... <laughs> He's he, a character, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more, if you like the first four, you're going to like the second four. I'm yeah, just remembering so I, the disc guns. I love the two that I've watched so far. I can't wait to watch the other two. And uh, the Lego one, I my, had my heart crushed. Oh, yeah? Because they were talking about the different licenses they did eventually and how they branched out and stuff. And they talked about the the medieval castle, <clears throat> uh, the yellow castle that they put out. And uh, and they were sitting there. Nowadays, those things are so loved. They're so so big. They're collectors paying thousands of dollars for them, and wow. I was like, "Oh, because I had that." You had that. I had that. Mm. It, oh, what a kick in the stones! Did you play with it? Your stones? Did you play with the Legos? <laughs> no. Yeah. Did you have fun with them? That's what you're supposed to do with them. You weren't supposed to collect the damn things. Yeah, but it's the way I lost it. Oh, I went to college. Mm. And my dad sold my toys that I had left behind because you know I was ah, the good old yeah. Yeah. boys in college. I, I was I was Fuck growing up. Get rid yeah. of it. It was you know what, dude. I'm really fucking happy that I was such a fucking nut fanatic. I took my comic collection with me to college. Whoa! And I'm glad I did that. Somewhere. Now, these wait a second. Be- didn't didn't your mother collect comics? Yeah. 
Would they have thrown yours out and held them? Oh, own? I don't know about throwing them, but sold they, them probably. They, they, they could have gotten sold. No. Like my when when I came home wait, for wait, Christmas, which, would your dad have used the? I paid for these, so of course I'm going to sell them. Well, you know, it's funny because everyone I tell that story to uses that. Well, your dad bought it for you, so there's no reason why well, he couldn't sell it. I've heard that story from my yeah, father and it's like, before. Yeah, that's, so you that's know, why that, that's a great way to raise your kids. Yeah. <laughs> just just sell their shit and go. It wasn't yours in the first place. <laughs> Life lesson. Yeah, my my parents sold my original Gia Joes, all the vehicles that came with them, as well as the Master of the Universe stuff, all of it. Probably so mad. Probably yeah. for a dollar each in the garage sale. Yeah, probably yeah. not even. Well, that. I mean. Now, You're gonna give me twenty five cents? Okay, we gotta get rid yeah, of them. Yeah, you know that's how I that's how I started like my Conan collection because I went. To, it, it was really funny because I was overseas in Kuwait, and and in the in the English language newspaper, some uh, Palestinian woman was advertising she's selling comics, and I went over there, and her son's at college, and so I was <laughs> I bought a whole run of Marvel comic Conans. For like you know uh, um, the equivalent of like a dollar a piece, and uh, it was really funny because I later find out that her son, you know, they were talking on the phone. She's like, "Oh yeah, I sold some of your comics." <laughs> 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 anything, um, anything else, guys? Uh, oh, I binged uh, the first two seasons of The Expanse. Oh yeah, because I stumbled over my feet and discovered Sci-Fi Channel on Amazon uh, Video, and so I uh, binged that. Really, really good. Right? It's, it's, it, I think it's right up there with altered carbon good. And it's you know what's happening, right? Crime. They were, they're looking for a new place for it to go because they're getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi. Well, Amazon, I, Amazon picked it up. Oh, that was, that's now 100%? Yep. Which, which explains why the third season is a rental or own. And so I haven't watched that season. Mm. So I've left off at season two. <clears throat> yeah, he, All I got to say is just remember they can't. Okay. <laughs> when he was digging around there, he found that the, he has access to uh, BBC stuff too, so I can I can watch the rest of Doctor Who now. And too. he's like, Doctor Who, Doctor Who. So we're oh, I'm we're, sure we're flicking so through exciting. and all the Doctor Who's there. Doctor Who, never. Uh, yes, yeah. well, yeah. Well, two fifths of the group here like it. Three fifths, I like it. You like it? Okay. He likes it. Okay. Yeah, you're glad he doesn't it. love no, it. No, no, I, I enjoy it, but uh, yeah, I, have, I don't uh, fawn over it. But I enjoy it. Now, Andy did uh, sneaky bomb me. I did. Yes. Oh, dude, uh, how, what did you eat? I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Andy, exactly what I was thinking. Andy, too. <laughs> it's not what did you eat? It's did you eat? But um, <laughs> I, I was actually just going over some stuff on the computer before I started work for the day. And he's like, are you watching anything? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, can you mind if I put something on while I'm working on this? And I'm like, okay. And he puts on Sherlock. Oh. Uh, and that's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. I've only the seen Cumberbatch the first one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's well, fantastic. Well, actually, first two. it's kind of funny because I like Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. right? I, total props and respect to him. But to me, this is the Martin Freeman one. Mm, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. he's great. He's really great. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Well, Martin Freeman really made, I mean, the last couple of iterations of uh, Holmes have focused on the fact that Watson is really much more badass than a lot of the movies have yeah. made him previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the not books, the, he's badass. He's not the... Um, and it was funny because I know a teeny bit about Holmes. Andy is a Sherlock kind of... You know, he's Andy. I am so surprised. Yeah, I know, I know, right? So I'm sitting there and saying, oh, oh, wait, 
Okay, so yeah, uh, Watson's a veteran from Afghanistan, and Randy's like, yeah, yeah, there you go, right? And uh, you know, he he, you know, which he was in, in the original stuff too. It was he got shot in the leg in, in the leg in Afghan in the original Sherlock Holmes stuff. In the Afghan, and he got he shot. <laughs> he was wearing an Afghan, oh, okay, and he got gotcha. shot in the leg. Got shot in the leg while he was serving in Afghanistan. Okay, in, in, the, in the actual Sherlock Holmes books, Arthur Conan Doyle books. So it was interesting that when it came back around, there was another war in Afghanistan. They could, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that and and the uh, the way they're portraying like Sherlock Holmes' thinking process and stuff is kind of interesting. So yeah, yeah, cool, sweet. Yeah, it was it was a deal where I said I'm just going to watch the first ten minutes of this, and then I got to get on to work and stuff, and then I, mean, I got done with the first ten minutes, which is. The the bit where the where the two meet, where Holmes and Watson meet, is just genius. And then that's where I stopped. I'm like, okay, I gotta wash the dishes. I gotta do this. Good and and yeah, he kept watching. So yeah, it's ladies, careful when you date Andy because mm. he's gonna do that. Well, we'll just we'll just sit here and kiss for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. And <laughs> next thing you know, you're fucking. Mm. Just just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the other movie like that is. Um, uh, District B thirteen. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna watch ten minutes of this, and then you're hooked. District B thirteen. Uh, it's um the suburb of District Nine. Come on, no, no. Oh. It's a uh, um, <laughs> French movie. It's uh, sort of near future. Uh, a whole section of Paris has been blocked off, uh, and they sort of like trap the slums within themselves. And it's it's um, a parkour movie. They remade it as something here. With you the lost me a parkour movie. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I mean, I'll bet I mean, it is. It I mean, that being that's what it was sold as. But the first ten minutes is just this amazing scene where uh, the so, main character is uh, has grabbed a bunch of drugs from the local guys over in the neighborhood because he's kind of trying to clean things up, trying to keep things out of his building at least, trying to keep his building clean. And then the chase. And then there's this chase scene where they're all chasing him through the rooftops and stuff. Like rooftops, up the Eiffel yeah. Tower, down the And Eiffel then Tower. they get to the cops, and the cops, <laughs> like, say, yeah, they, he, he and his, his sister are being chased at the end of it, and the uh, they get up to the cop station at the edge of the thing, and the cops just turn him over to the gangsters, or turn, turn the girl over to the gangsters and leave him, arrest him. So then the next thing you see is him in jail, and then the whole thing is, yeah, that's, that's the first 10 minutes, and then you're hooked. You gotta see what the hell happens after What's that. What's it called again? District B thirteen. How old is this movie? Seven or eight years. It used to be on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. Okay. Not yeah. much is. Yeah, imagine that. Mm. Coming yeah, I always find something to watch. Yeah. Yep. All right, we'll do a little mail here, gentlemen. Uh, first one is actually a, a Twitter piece. Uh, Alice uh, reached out for some help. Uh, I retweeted his uh, original tweet from my own and the Ugly Couch Show, so uh, you can respond to Alice directly from that, or you can email us at commentsuglycouchshow.com. We'll get it to him. He writes, help. Help. You know, the, the, yeah. the A. Alex or Alice? The Alice. The Alice. The Alice. Oh, the Alice. Okay. Yeah, the Alice. Okay. Uh, Ugly Couch Show and all shock monkeys. I need to find the Klingon language translation of the Vulcan... Kol Utshan, also the IDIC. Can't find anything anywhere, and trust me, I've searched hard. Anybody know how that's written in Klingon? The Alice. So if you have knowledge of the Klingon language and how to translate the IDIC from Vulcans to Klingon, 
Infinite, wondering. infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Right. Is a Klingon version of that? I was going to say, I don't think the Klingons... They, they, they would have a hard time with that yeah, philosophy. Because so, they're, uh, you know, right. the strong yeah. will overcome that, the weak. Sure, that's uh, That you're going to need a, an online just uh, English to Klingon dictionary. And then just do infinite diversity and infinite combinations, and and you're gonna get. <laughs> but an answer, yeah, something that Duolingo probably. Yeah. And there there are there are Holy. English there are English to Klingon uh, dictionary translators out there, so you can do it. All right, so there are the Alice. I, I hope that will help a little bit. Or Shock Monkeys, if you know a little deeper, by all means, reach out to him or to us, and we'll get the answer to him. So appreciate that. Uh, another piece of mail. Uh, this one, this one touched me. This one goes a little way back. Oh, yeah, oh this, my! This goes back to ugly couch show days, early oh stuff. Oh dear. The mail goes. I want to start off by saying thanks for all the years and many hours of entertainment you guys have given me. I am an OG ugly couch show fan. I even had the pleasure of meeting Torgo and Vlarg many years ago at San Diego Comic Con. Wow, that goes back. I still have the Ugly Couch Show button and bouncy ball swag you guys gave me. There were bouncy balls? Bouncy ball? Yes. I was there for that one, too. The bouncy ball had Ugly Couch Show written on it with Sharpie. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, this is when the show had money, but I'll take that back. (laughs) (laughs) No, the buttons were were really good. They were really professionally done. And Barry just literally... I guess him and Deb got some Sharpies and wrote the Ugly Couch Show on a bunch of bouncy balls, and we gave them out. Smiley face on one side, Ugly yep. Couch Show on the other. Legit, he writes. <laughs> and another big thanks for informing me of the Killer Clowns 30th anniversary event in Hollywood. After hearing about it on last week's show, I quickly got on the internet and purchased a ticket. It was an amazing event, and even got to meet the cast and crew and got them to all sign my Killer Clowns movie poster. I recorded some of my experience at the event, if you guys wish to see it, on my YouTube channel, SoCal Shaolin. Thanks for keeping your fans informed of all the cool geek news around. Keep up the great work, Raul. Uh, also, SoCal Shaolin. I went on to uh, Raul's YouTube channel and, and watched his footage. He put together a nice piece uh, showcasing that event. Oh, boy. Cool. Yeah, about Very 20 cool. minutes long. I mean, he's got his own travel vlog anyway. He goes to a lot of... Uh, um, toy shops and looking for like retro toys and goes and find that, that kind oh, of, a, yeah, I, that okay, kind of channel. I remember who you're talking about now. Yeah. And then he covers a lot of convention stuff and so on. Yeah, and so yeah, that's, yeah. that's his thing. And, uh, but yeah, he, he got a great seat up in the balcony, like straight on, got a great shot of the Dickies starting there, starting mm. the song with, with the orchestra with them at the beginning of it. He couldn't do some of it because of copyright and so on. So he had to cut it up a little bit. But, yeah, he got great footage of the clowns, the events around it, all the artwork that was done for it. So if, if you're into you, that whole uh, 30th anniversary Killer Clowns thing, check his YouTube channel out. Have you posted it on the uh, lair? Or? I have not put it on the lair. really should. Okay. Good, fine point. I just went straight to his channel from, from the, the email. So, But, uh, Ronald, thanks for writing, and good luck on your channel, and thanks for sharing that event because I didn't get to go, so I got to go through you. So thank you. And that... Is it for mail? Wow. And we okay. still got some time before we need to start talking Deadpool. Okay. So I think we should do some news you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. You glad you came? 
could still be busking right now, making money. Yeah, but no. Instead, you got to listen to news you don't give a shit about. If I was making money busking tonight, oh. I would be there. So. Oh, bad night was it? Oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, uh, no Memorial Day uh, busks. Stupid no, Golden Knights just, fans. The Golden Knight fans stumbling drunkenly along after the win. Were they, were they, I, I, I couldn't watch the game. Were you watching the game? I yeah. watched it. Yeah, I did. did. Did the goalies die or something? No, I'm was sorry. Five to four to six or something. No. Oh, five, five to four. That's a five lot of score. Six to four. Six to six four. Six to four. Yeah. Right. I forgot that's about a, that's the a high opening. score for hockey. Yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, yeah. well, it's opening series of Stanley Cup Finals. That's funny. So. That's that's like out of out of uh, like the the old 1970s movie Rollerball. You know, rule changes for this evening. <laughs> no goalies. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know. Landmines on the field. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. News you don't give a shit about. According to Australia 9 News, Docklands Stadium in the city of Melbourne, currently known as Etihad, Etihad Stadium. Does that sound okay? Oh, sure, Mandy. Mandy, Mandy. will correct you here soon. <laughs> is going to be rechristened as Marvel Stadium after the naming rights oh. were scooped up by the company. Nice. Uh, rena- why don't I give a shit about this? I think I give a shit about this. Yeah, I kind of figured you might on this one. The renaming will take place on September 1st of this year, and the deal is reported to last for eight years. The entire facility, which was first opened in 2000, can hold up to 74,000 people, will be rebranded while a Marvel retail store will open inside the stadium as well. Michael Green, CEO of the building owners Melbourne Stadium Limited, said about the blockbuster deal, Marvel is a powerhouse in the entertainment industry and one of the most recognized brand names in the world. It is a brand dedicated to audience experiences, which firmly aligns with our vision to create incredible experiences for fans. He added, this partnership will allow us to take the stadium atmosphere to the next level and create memorable experiences to our vast array of audiences, and we look forward to delivering a truly game-changing experience, unquote. I will be interested if they incorporate Marvel stuff into their regular events. That that would be fun. Mm. You know, put the electronic scoreboard, putting Groot on there during the the goal thing or whatever. What what games are they playing there? I'm gonna well, get. What, what I'm gonna like, guess it's. Is it like something or a boxing kangaroo thing with yes. jousting and and and. Uh, I don't know what games they play there. Rugby. Uh, they, rugby. Uh, It'll be rugby or Australian right. football or whatever, uh, which is really fucking weird. They have the Great Dingo Chase. They have uh, the Drop Bear Maze. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Crocs Kang- versus boxing. sharks. <laughs> yeah. Kangaroo boxing. Kang- of course, kangaroo boxing. That's. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. rote. That's just expected. And right. for some reason, high lie. And electric eel jump rope. That's ah. kind of kind of fun. You forgot the wombat extravaganza. Oh yes, every but, year. Well, yes, but that involves the cupping of the balls, and that's very, very okay, yes. <laughs> koala chlamydia. <laughs> koala <laughs> chlamydia. Yeah. I sure hope there is a koala chlamydia plaque from there too. <laughs> and uh, the killing of the coral marathon. I think that's all. That's all oh, out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. damn! Ooh, you went topical. there. God wow. Damn. News you don't give a shit about. Zack Snyder. Okay says that his next project will be The Fountainhead. Oh, God. An adaptation of Anne Rand's 1943 novel. <sighs> Snyder has been developing the last photograph as his follow-up to 2017's Justice League and Warner Brothers' DC tentpole that he directed and produced with his wife, Deborah Snyder. Snyder and his cruel and unusual films have a deal with Warner Brothers' lot, where he's made all of his feature films since his debut, 2004's Dawn of the Dead. It's possible this would be made outside of Warner's, however. 
Corporate Siblings, HBO, for example, was in talks with Snyder a few years ago about a TV version of The Watchmen based on the graphic novel by Alan Moore and David Gibson, which he adapted Gibbons. into. That's what I said. And to adapted into a 2009 film. Uh, those talks ended, however, and now Damon Lindelof is developing that project. The Fountainhead, uh, Anne Rand's first novel, Ein. that's what I said, was made into a 1949 movie starring Gary Cooper and Patricia Neal, directed by King Vidor. <laughs> King Vidor? Vidor. That is right, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Rand. <laughs> Matt's all like, what, what What name did he mispronounce there? Yuck, oh. yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> that set up the rule of threes with the other two. <laughs> Rand also wrote that screenplay. Uh, so the She had- wrote that screenplay, but then it was greatly altered, so it yeah. was nothing so, like the book. And so the, book the heroes was, were human beings with a little bit of feeling, or? Uh, the human, the, <laughs> it, it turns her stuff completely on its head at the end. Oh. Um, Perfect. Now, suddenly, Andy, you've made me interested in that movie. It's <laughs> pretty slow. This is not a cinematic book at all. No. What? No. An Ayn Rand book is not cinematic? Uh, the, the uh, Alice Shrug could be could be a very interesting movie if it was and it has been made several times but it's not if interesting. It's done but, well, but not the not one you're gonna say about architectural critique, right? I mean, and there's some there's and there's some some of the you know there's some great stuff in in that book. I will give you that. Fountainhead has some great stuff. There, the, right in the beginning, there's a breakdown of the. Uh, why uh, making wooden copies of stone copies of something copies is a stupid idea, and that's this brilliant architectural critique in it. But that is not a cinematic, edgier seat movie. Next up, the Ayn Rand universe series of cinematic adventures. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> that. And Zack Snyder has made Watchmen, and what else? Watchmen. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the, the Dead. dead. Uh, Sucker the, Punch. Sucker Punch. Three yeah. Andrew, he's made a lot of good movies. That yeah, and movie. I know he's made a lot of movies, but they're all big action adventure things. This is like this is like oh, okay. I see where you're going. Uh, this is like oh, and don't forget three hundred. Michael Bay's <laughs> Scarlet Letter. Oh, three hundred. Yeah. Oh. oh, 300. Michael Bay's Scarlet Letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that did the, the letter just start exploding yeah. off of people's chest? <laughs> <laughs> I am Optimus Prime, and I am seeking the changeling that <laughs> sewn itself onto the chests of other people. Oh, my God, it exploded. But you know what? The city will look pretty. Sam Peckinpah's, the city will look pretty. Sam Peckinpah's Pride and Prejudice. I mean, it's <laughs> Boy, Andy. A you're weird do, combination. You're doing some great red light, green light. Right <laughs> Man. That should be the title of the episode. Michael Bay's The Scarlet Letter. <laughs> The more I think about it, the more ridiculous it is. <laughs> Starring Megan Fox, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> all right, we can geek. That's yeah. That's that's all I have for those. Hester Prine has never been hotter, <laughs> or acted more woodenly. Amazon CEO, we kind of covered this a little bit ago. Jeff Bezos is a big fan of the Expanse. Amazon Prime's already streaming rights to the first two seasons. Now Amazon Studios has picked up the Expanse for Season 4 around two weeks after Sci-Fi declined to renew the series. Hey, did we just talk about that? We did. The Expanse, based on the novel series by James S.A. Corey, that's the pen name shared by collaborators Daniel 
Abraham and Ty Frank. Wow, you you hesitated on Abraham. I was like, how's he going to uh, Abraham? Fuck? Yeah, how's he going to fuck that Abraham? one? Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to start. I'm at that age and just start typing these out in a larger font. There you go. It's a good idea. But no, it's more fun this way. The current season airing on Sci-Fi is adapting the events of the third novel, uh, Abaddon's Gate. Uh, Abraham and Frank have nine books planned for the series. Frank. That's what I said. And recently announced plans to create a new space opera novel series once The Expanse is finished. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. So I'm- what's the reason for, well, whatever, Sci-Fi like, nope, it's a fucking popular show. Uh, it is popular, but the numbers have dwindled a little bit, and it's a very expensive show to produce. It, yeah, it, it, it looks it. Yeah, the same old story. I've seen a few yeah. minutes of it here and there. I've been walking through while Kirsten's watching it, and uh, yeah, it's, it looks gorgeous. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful. bit of a slow grind, though. The, what what I've seen of it, I should say, the, a bit of a slow grind is my Madonna cover band. <laughs> 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 Title of your uh. sex tape. <laughs> God, I love that. <laughs> it's weird. It's kind of weird. It's freaky. I don't know. Spilly, spilly. <laughs> I got excited with the expanse because I read the the first book, and then I watched the first season, and they did a really good job of translating that. But I never read the second book, and I started watching the second season. Oh, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. I don't want this to ruin the book series for me. Uh oh. <laughs> so I. So that's, that's it. So that's why I stopped watching The Expanse because I couldn't keep up with that in the books at the same okay, time. Okay, shock all the monkeys. Other you gotta. You wait, gotta. Wait, 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 wait. You couldn't keep up with reading the books. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> Not when I have other things to read. I have obligations. Shock monkeys, you got to nominate uh, Caliban's War. Yep. Is that, yep. That's the second one. Yeah, yeah. Get that nominated and let's get rolling on this, folks. A <laughs> uh, little sad news Ted Dabney co founded the Atari Gaming Company with Nolan Bushnell in 1972, has passed away at the age of 81. Uh, born in San Francisco in May 1937, Ted Dabney worked for the California Department of Transportation as a teenager before enlisting as in the U.S. Marine Corps, where he found his passion for electronics. He was hired by Ampex in the early 1960s, an electronics company which would also hire Dabney's future business partner and Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell. The two men worked on preliminary video game designs for Ampex before setting off on their own, nurturing the idea of a place that served pizza and houses gaming cabinets, which would be activated by coins. In essence, they came up with the idea of the classic arcade. Their company was originally called uh, Sisigi, but was changed to Atari when they learned that another company already had that title. What? 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 Sisigi, yeah. Sisigi? Yeah. Was already taken. Yes. How do you spell Sisigi? S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y. Isn't that Sisigi? I don't know. I think it's Sisigi. Sisigi? Sisigi? And that was already taken? That makes more sense, though. I like Sisigi better. Yeah, yeah, Sisigi, yeah. Any I, other, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I I was just gonna say either way. That's just that was taken. That's like that's like Andy starting a company and and just uh, it's gonna be and Sizz- then he finds out it's taken. No, no, Syzygy, a pair of connected or corresponding things. Oh, okay. the animus and anima represent a supreme pair of opposites. The Syzygy. Oh, Syzygy. Okay, it's ah. one of those fucking geek references. Yep, they it's, do. it's a Syzygy. Absolutely, Syzygy. Syzygy. Like- <laughs> I love it. Syzygy. That's the name of the episode. Syzygy. What am I supposed to do here? 
Cy, S-I-G-H, Ziggy, Z-I-G-G-Y. And then you have a picture of Ziggy sighing. Cy yeah. Ziggy played guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and can you, you could have like, like a little version of Cy doing Gangnam Style in the bottom. Yes, I could, but I won't. <laughs> oh, come on. That's the production value. Oh, okay, whatever. Fuck. He's trying to help the show, Torgo. <laughs> but it's drawn in Ziggy style. <laughs> yes! Wow. You got to spit all fun and games till somebody gets a spit take. Yeah. <laughs> Until the that cart- was good, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Take that one to the bank. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> and he's going to add that to the marker board when he gets home. I was, was going to say, careful. One for me. Careful, Matt, because now he's going to think you're friends. Oh, God. We can't have that. We can't have that. <laughs> Academy Award-nominated producer Jennifer Fox has optioned the film rights to Ursula Le Guin's fantasy book series, Earthsea. Oh. Earthsea takes... Wait, are we, we're, we're not in New Zealand. Give a shit still, right? We're in... Yeah, they were, we hit Week and Geek. We're in Week and Geek. Okay. Yeah. Did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. we were talking. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's been a long week. Do you just not give a shit about this? No, I, I do. I was surprised. I was like, I okay. give a shit about this. <laughs> The music played in everything. <laughs> there was ah. music? <laughs> Jennifer Fox has optioned Le Guin's fantasy book series, Earthsea. Earthsea takes place in an archipelago. 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 Archie. Archipelago. On Arch Sizigi of oh. hundreds of islands endangered oh, by... Oh, fuck. That's an... That's a Paul character. Archipelago. Archipelago. <laughs> God damn it. Endangered by those looking to gain power and control over the islands by abusing and misusing magic. As most of its characters are people of color, one of the series' main themes is understanding nature and human nature rather than possessing power over them. The series was introduced in 1964 with a short story, The Word of Unbinding, and ultimately spanned five books and eight short stories. This wouldn't be the first time Hollywood has tried to adapt these books, there have been two other attempts, including 2004's effort by sci-fi that Le Guin didn't like, and another in 2006. Le, Le Guin gave Fox her blessing to adapt her work into a series of films before she passed away in January. Fox produced the Oscar-nominated Michael Clayton, starring George Clooney, and Nightcrawler, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. The author's son, Theo Down Le Guin, is on board to executive produce. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So Those are... Good books. Are they? I've never attempted them. They're, you know, it, they're one of those those older, uh, what would have been, what is now would be called young adult, that were just in that zone where it's good for kids, but adults can totally read it, and, mm. and this will totally work. I read them. them as a young adult, so I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. barely remember. I don't remember the details, but I remember I enjoyed the hell out of them. I didn't realize they were written in the Roaring Twenties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, we eighteen twenties. We couldn't. Oh, yeah. We couldn't drink anymore, so we yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. So you had to read no, fantasy, no, no. and the they weren't letting twenty. They weren't letting ten year olds drink anymore, anyways. <laughs> like like twenty BC. Yeah, twenties. <laughs> Marvel has a new exhibit in Seattle at the Museum of Pop Culture. This exhibit has over three hundred items from both Marvel's movies and comics, including rare issues and one of a kind props. They searched across the world for the items and found many of the home in the homes of private collectors and former Marvel artists. A few were procured from the Library of Congress. 
Museum curator Brooks Peck and former Marvel writer-editor Anne Nocenti, who worked on iconic 80s runs of Daredevil and X-Men, helped lead the exhibit Conception and Construction. To give some kind of unifying theme, it opens with a reconstruction of an old-time newsstand, then groups the heroes into different categories, giving them each their own room. The exhibit includes the first ever ever Marvel comic ever published in 1939. Wow. So if you find yourself in Seattle, check it out. That's in a sci-fi uh, museum? It's in, yeah, the Museum of Pop Culture, I think, is what they're calling it now. Oh, okay, yeah. Right under the, right under the needle, basically. I believe that yeah. is the place. Uh, yeah, it's Experience Music Project and something else. That, yeah, yeah that you're right. They just changed the name. Cause it uh, okay. was the. It's like the Museum of Science Fiction and Pop Culture or something yeah. like that. Last year, with the publication of Baron and Luthien, 93-year-old Christopher Tolkien believed he may have finally come to the end of editing and releasing his father, J.R.R. Tolkien's Tales from Middle-Earth. 93? Yeah. Yeah, Christopher Tolkien's 93. Fucking A. This year, one more Tolkien book containing one of his most important early stories will be released. The Fall of Gondolin, oh. a story Tolkien called one of his three great tales of the Elder Days, alongside Baron and Luthien and Children of Hurin, published by Christopher in 2007. This will be published by HarperCollins, big surprise, in August. Originally written while Tolkien was in the hospital after serving in the Battle of the Somme during World War I, it was described by the author himself as, quote, the first real story of this imaginary world, unquote, and is described by Tolkien biographer John Garth, uh, who wrote Tolkien in the Great War, as a clear precursor to the epic tales he would later produce, including Lord of the Rings. Quote, it's a quest story with a reluctant hero who turns into a genuine hero. It's a template for everything Tolkien wrote afterwards, Garth told the Guardian. It has a dark lord our first encounter with orcs and balrogs, it's really Tolkien limbering up for what he would be doing later. The Dark Lord in this case is Morgoth, one of the first beings created by the deity Eru. He's the Dark Lord that became Sauron's role model. The book includes what Garth calls Tolkien's biggest battle narrative outside of the Lord of the Rings, as Morgoth sets upon Gondolin with his army of dark creatures, including orcs, dragons, and balrogs. The book will also include a sketched-out version of the tale of Arendelle, a sequel of sorts to the story following the child of Turor and his wife Idril. I'm losing track now. Tolkien never actually wrote the full story, but Christopher Tolkien has compiled a version from it from various sources. The Fall of Gondolin will be released on August 30th, so if you're a Tolkien completist, this might be the last Middle-Earth book. Yeah, that's... that's it's kind of um, neat how it's ending where it kind of began. Yeah, that is it's very cool. I didn't realize Christopher. It's funny. I just had this vision in my head of like this. I, I And now that I think about it, it's totally wrong. But I just have this vision of this 40-ish guy, you know. Who's <laughs> right. Just, yeah. 93. Mm. That just that just tells you how far back Tolkien goes. Yeah, so, no kidding. I'm pretty sure you pronounced most of those crazy Middle-earth names correctly. I've got him spot on. Okay. Yeah, it was that, pretty cool. That Gondoline, was... that... It's, it's normal people's names he missed. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. That's why you know, I that's fuck up Abraham, but I got yeah. Gondoline. <laughs> names like Archipelago, but uh, Archipelago. Uh, see, now I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, Archipelago. Um, Archipelago, Celebrity Carpet Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but 
that story it's really funny if there's anybody who thinks tolkien is boring that story is like balls out fucking weird epic because there's a little little tiny bit of it in um the silmarillion and it's it's you know it's like maces hitting the ground and and creating chasms with the raw power involved and 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 walls being shattered and stuff it's a full out you know epic battle between demigods and and angelic beings so it's 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 insane it's really cool you know what i've never dug past the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I've read those, but I haven't read anything else. Tolkien. Yeah, I'm the same way. Well, it's same. it's it's tough because even Silmarillion is more a collection of notes than it is. It's certainly not a cohesive narrative running through. It's more like reading the uh, the Dune Encyclopedia. Yeah, kind of, right. sort of. Did you read uh, mm-hmm. the uh, appendixes in Return of the King? Yeah, because those were pretty cool, especially the as a kid. Appendices? I was really into those. Yeah, those yeah. were fun. The appendixes. The appendixes. The <laughs> appendices. Appendices. The, it's appendicy. But <clears throat> no, it, it uh, now children of, uh, of Huron is actually uh, more coherent and it, it is well done. So the, there are more and more books out there that are really, really cool. And then, of course, Christopher Tolkien's ridiculous that that multi 19 volume or whatever the fuck it is uh uh mid uh, to- uh, tolkien and the middle earth or something it's it's literally just <clears throat> an annotated chronology of tolkien writing really all of this it's like 19 volumes it's it, it's some double digit ridiculous huge wow thing it's it's I love a, annotated books yeah it's it, 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 yeah. The whole thing's just wild. But yeah, that's some crazy. Gondoline. That's something you could actually do a comic book adaption for, and just have big spectacular visuals going insane. Huh? Be some. Getting way low there on that perp. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Tried to go sub uh, ultra low frequency. Going so. for the brown note on that one. Yeah, yeah. Sub audible. audible. According to multiple reports from Orlando Weekly and Attractions Magazine, Universal Studios in Florida is working on a Star Trek-themed amusement park to rival that of Walt Disney World's upcoming Star Wars Edge of the Galaxy. Rumors have been flying about a Star Trek or Bourne ride replacing T2 Coaster, which closed forever last fall. At the current time, Universal is working on a Stranger Things maze in honor of Halloween and a ride based on Jurassic World. Last November, the Orlando Business Journal reported on the plans for a Nintendo Land in Orlando. Universal's Illumination Entertainment is producing the animated Mario movie. What would you like to see in a Star Trek theme park? Kirsten. That's a good answer. I always thought it'd be fun to do like a Starfleet Academy themed theme park. Because you're there. What would you do? What would, what would it be a well, star you're there, academy? Well, you're there as a cadet. I mean, they've got Wizarding so, World of Harry Potter mm-hmm. where you're, you know, you know, an right. entry-level wizard you're okay. becoming. So I thought well before that ever hit that that would be a really neat theme. But, but I mean, as a do. cadet, what would you do? What, what would be the rise? What would the attractions be? Aside from just be, you're mm. being a cadet. You'd, you'd have sex in the dorms. 
Oh, and it's one of those kind of theme parks. <clears throat> it's like oh, yeah. Olympic Village, man. They're all these perfect bodies. Yeah. Yeah. We just call, <laughs> so we just call that Tampa. Yeah, okay. really. You could follow around Boothby. You're losing me on this one. He's the, uh, the he's, gardener. Yeah, he's the yeah. gardener. He does all the... Yay! What? You're not a Star Trek fan? I, what attractions do you <laughs> want to see? What's <laughs> well, an animatronic and, booth? And, shout, yeah, exactly. and shouting strange names at me is not going to work. Well, Shane, you can have like think, you can yeah. have like a Red Squad Squadron type ride. I don't know what that would be. Yeah, have a yeah, you know, have training simulations or. Uh, like okay, like, okay. Let me. Focus. I definitely think the bar was set high by the rides they had at the experience. So sure, it would need to be now, something like that, something very interactive. But if they're talking a whole thing of the park, it's not just going to be one or right. two things. It's, no, right. I think this. I think a Star Trek theme park is a perfect place for a roller coaster with a virtual reality augmentation. Yes, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. This is what I'm looking for. Oh, you were going somewhere? No, with I'm. This. I'm looking for a good goddamn answer of something I want to ride. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm looking for right ideas. <laughs> I uh, want. How about some game ideas? You where, can't where really you do anything with the academy themed yeah. fucking phaser place. practice. You know, I mean, they've got phaser practice where you shoot the thing in the mouth and it goes up the. No, the, you like you the actually onto more like a, <laughs> more like an AR, like an augmented reality where you're in like like what they're doing over at the Venetian, where you're you're in the room and you have targets to shoot. Okay. Um, so that that's actually another good one. You could have like okay, so you could you could you could take kind of the Borg 4D theme, and instead of you being your microphone away from that package, instead of being a <laughs> it's pointed you know, to his package. <laughs> instead of being a civilian that's escorted out, you're you know you're a Starfleet officer and you're trying to get away from the Borg. Okay. So you know you've got targets. So we have yeah, a, VR, a, a Borg dark a, a VR experience. Yeah. A horda maze. You're going through a bunch of caverns, and a horda jumps out and eats one of you. <laughs> oh, a horda tunnel of love. Yeah. <laughs> All those silicon nodules. Silicon and carbon-based life form. The love that can't speak its name. Just slap an Enterprise on one of those walking Viking ships. Sticker Locking slap. Kids. Just no. sticker slap. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. sticker there slap. Go. Let's, let's no. go old school Star Trek toys. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's could, there's tilt, a tilt lot of things they could you do. You could tilt a whirl of Spock's head, but it has a, a siren on the top with the stickers. As <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could theme one of those, um, um, yeah, like the thing on the top of the stratosphere, the things that shoot you straight up in the air. And then ah, yeah. Theme one of those as the uh, the, uh, the space elevator. You're uh, beaming uh, up. Yeah. No, I was I was going to say as uh, the uh, what's his name the the guy that invented warp drive. Um, Zephram Cochran. Zephram Cochran ride and have him be the uh, the original ship from uh, First Contact. No, I the see. Phoenix. The design the Phoenix, is the Phoenix. Oh, then, wait. What is that? The Zephyr. What the fuck? It's the Phoenix. <laughs> Zephyr was uh, the ship wow. in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. yeah you sure. got your Marvel in my Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> you could have like a Darmok got Tanagra type ride. <laughs> when the walls fell. I don't know. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? What does that mean? That's a deep Darmac and Tanagra when the walls fell. <laughs> what? Darmac and Tanagra when the walls fell. That's the when the walls fell. That's the Darmac and the people that only speak in metaphor, <laughs> yeah. and they're trying to figure out how to fucking talk that's to it. them by metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know what's the meta for you. <laughs> that would be that'd be actually a pretty nice uh, Star Trek improv group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. But. 
And, of course, you got to have a bar. Personally, I'd like the bar that they had on Space Station K7 with okay, Trouble yeah. with Triples. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the one they should go to. I'd, I'd like 10 forward. Sad to like see a 10 forward. Oh, TNG. That's so <laughs> old. Yeah. Really? 10 forward? They're playing like four levels of chess? Got them all in there? A triple scrambler. Everyone's a little scrambler, but they'll triple No, bots. no. Triple ball, play, ball crawl. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ball crawls are all inherently gross. Yes, They've they are. But phased them out because I worked at a theme park one year, and we had to shut it down every few days to hose out the pee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now add fur to that. <laughs> Just jump in. Ah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you have chocolate all over your teeth, so it actually makes it look like you're missing some teeth while you're doing that. You're like, like here's, this, here's this fucking hick going, oh, yeah, pop piss in the ball crawl. <laughs> it would have been perfect if you were, st- if you were still wearing your hockey jersey yeah. because you'd be like, oh, <laughs> Bill would be proud. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. If you have not seen Deadpool 2, now is the point where we are going to discuss the movie with spoilers. So go spoilers. see it and then come back at this point and join us as now we're going to talk about Deadpool 2 with spoilers. You have been warned. Gentlemen. Did you say spoilers? All I got to say. I was I that a Library Bards? All I got to say. Was that a Library Bards riff? No. No. Is they finally did the juggernaut right. Yeah. Who thought it was a juggernaut? That was nice. I didn't see the juggernaut coming. I liked it. Well, nobody does. Nah. And then all of a sudden you're wet. Gross. I was kind of juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> when they were when they were talking about Black Tom, I was like, oh, the biggest guy, huh? It kind of it, it's funny too, because Black Tom and Juggernaut are linked mm-hmm. in the comics, and it even when they did Black Tom, I I yeah. didn't go there either. Mm-hmm. And, and look and and so our and when Professor it happened, X it was almost juggernaut. And when it happened, it was almost like, of course it's juggernaut. How did I not see this right. coming? But it, well, you're right; it, it was, was fantastic. And I guess it was Ryan Reynolds doing the voice of juggernaut. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yep. Wow, that's that's fun. <laughs> CGI fight, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, they really captured the fun of the first one and, and that juggernaut and, yeah. song. <laughs> With a lot of holy heavy balls, shit balls, holy shit balls, balls, shit balls, shit balls, holy, you can't stop balls. him, holy shit balls. <laughs> With a lot of more pathos than that first right, one did. Right, right, right. Uh, I was impressed by how deep and dark it got. Yeah. I had to see it the second time just so I could enjoy the credit scene because I was still like, oh, oh my God. And the first time so I was like, funny. I mean, the credits were, for the credits were hilarious. But I was still like reeling from the what they really killed it, and then saying exactly what I'm thinking. And and I was when that happened when when uh, she was she was killed in that first part. I was like, oh please, please don't do the the girlfriend in the refrigerator thing. But but they didn't. They, the long arc of it just made up for it, and it was great. And I look forward to her returning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but that moment I was like, oh don't just bring her here just to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that. It, yeah, I was thinking that exact same thing too. Because I'm like, she's on all the press tours, she's doing all the interviews. And so I was like, wait, she's only in the first five minutes of the film. What? Mm-hmm. And she's such an awesome character. So, yeah. So I'm, she's I'm, a great actor. By but I, by the end she's of this hot. movie, I was yeah, just w- immediately wanting a Deadpool three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was, I was super happy with this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how they handled X Force was goddamn brilliant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah. I was cameos. wondering about I was, <laughs> I was wondering about people who actually you know were grew up in that age when the, when those were their characters the people who grew up with Deadpool were how how they felt about things like all those X Force characters getting just snuffed in the first three minutes yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was somebody who had some serious connection to Shatterstar I was like oh well apparently yeah, I'll in a few of the, you. Um, I say, and apparently in a few of the X Force comics. They do that. They introduce a character, and then a few pages later, the character is dead. So I think um, that's what happened with uh, the um, ultrasonic, whatever her name is, longest name ever. Negasonic, uh, Negasonic Teenage, Teenage Warhead. Warhead. Yeah. I Shatterstar, I didn't like as much, but I was a really big fan of Longshot. Mm-hmm. And so when they were bringing in Shatterstar for this, as they showed in the trailer, I'm like. Are they going to talk about even even talk about Mojo World and that whole aspect? Right. And so when he came on and they talk about tell me about yourself, I'm from Mojo World, and I was like, oh shit, they're going there. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed when he was chopped up in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny though. His hair is in his eyes, yeah. and he's just. Mm. <laughs> but I loved that whole sequence. I love that whole thing going to shit because it's near impossible to plan a parachute drop. Right. <laughs> Who knew that a wind advisory could cause so much trouble? Literally, everyone. Literally everyone thought. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I love uh, Peter. He's like trying to like nudge him out of the, the, the back of the plane like a little baby. Like, there you oh, go. Oh, God. Well, the wood chipper. Yeah. The oh, side guy. Yeah. He's just like, we're X-Force. We're X-Force. X-Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Vanisher cameo was wonderful. That was adorable. Yes. Um, I guess he was... He was in negotiations to be in the movie in a bigger part, if I remember right. He oh, right. was going to play Pitt. Cable. That was it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh, God, Brad I would have not like, enjoyed that. Brad, you wouldn't have liked Brad Pitt as Cable? No. I don't see Cable when I look at him. Well, I, not, not rough and tumble enough. Yeah. But I, I loved Cable in yeah. this. I really enjoyed him. I loved uh, Domino. That was so yes. much fun. She was quite the character. I, I really enjoyed her her sequence going through the the prison truck mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the slow motion walk of everybody at the end of the movie I'm like that's the x force i want to watch now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that was like a perfect setup i want more cable deadpool i want domino part of this and yeah i i had a lot of fun with it but i i also really enjoyed the whole arc of the uh fire fist yep mm-hmm. and and his his redemption arc, if you will, <sighs> alongside with a kind of a redemption arc with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But having a plus size actor in that role. Right. We just don't see it. Yep. And it's and it's just flipping and off the cuff these representations were in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Another perfect example is uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and her girlfriend. Right. It was just like, you know, yeah, she's my girlfriend. Not, so what? Not highlighted. And, not, yeah. and nobody's like, Nobody cares. Yeah, that was it's funny just, how they, normal. they introduced it, too, because he's like, what the hell? And she's like, oh, sure, just be judgmental. And he's like, no, who would date you? <laughs> hi. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Hi, Yuki. Hello, she, hi, Yuki. Hi, hi. Hi, Yuki. Hi. I like him. Hi, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and that scene... When, why can't they throw us a bone? Get us some more actors. Where's the rest of the X-Men? And they're like closing the the, <laughs> the, door. the, the French doors in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. And that was all of them, right? Like yeah. Hank. Yeah, that was the, like, yeah, that was, they the were whole... filming the next movie. And the, uh, the director of that filmed that scene for him. And it was green screened in. That was great. And, of course, 
blowing away Ryan Reynolds when he's holding the Green Lantern <laughs> oh, script. Yes. Yeah. That was just <laughs> fucking his. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm watching the scenes and Reynolds is there. And I didn't catch him when he said, welcome to the big leads, kid. I heard him say something. And then they cut to Green Lantern. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. And then, <laughs> and, oh, God, that was so fucking hilarious. And he killed he, the, the yeah, original it, Deadpool. The, 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 yeah. the, the X-Men Origins Wolverine yeah. Deadpool. And they just keep shooting him. And he's yeah. just like, it's like. Just cleaning up the <laughs> cleaning, timeline. Cleaning up the timeline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, I thought the comedy in this one was hit or miss. Some of the jokes hit, some of them didn't for me. Yeah, it wasn't as, the whole thing didn't hold together as well as the first one. But, my God, the first one was so out of nowhere how could you expect it to catch up to that sure it was it was great but again by the end i was able i was willing to forgive anything yeah he's shirt cocking it no that, that <laughs> oh whole my god. tj oh miller god. that whole tj miller line like fuck that guy for doing what he did but that whole <laughs> line i was like god damn nobody condones anybody calling in a bomb threat yeah let's just put it right out but there. god i'm gonna miss him in the next deadpool <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. his lines are delivered perfectly. Look like, at the little fella. Look at him, look at him all. It. He's, He's doing walking. it. Like, <laughs> God. And he does the he he does the fucking basic instinct leg cross, and it was just like ah. <laughs> and and then uh, Cable calls it later on because of you. I now know what a man with baby balls looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, and I do like the little tie-ins they did with the first one, re- the reward rewarding the watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, with of course the coin from the ski ball, right, which, right, which was, which was pinnacle to this, and the the cure for blindness next to Wade's cocaine. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Why is your arm so tiny again? Oh, my God. arm. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I'm, very happy with it. I'm just happy that this movie had two of my favorite Marvel characters, one being Juggernaut, which was. A huge surprise before I went to see the movie, but it was just... And then Cable, obviously. But, yeah. I, I got to so. say, I was actually surprised they were that bold to use that character because I kept thinking, well, who's the biggest Marvel character? No, there's no way they're going to use Juggernaut. So I am just I totally had dismissed it completely because it was like one of those like tiny thoughts in the back of your head that you you like forget about instantly. And then when he actually got revealed, I was like, What? You see a big and he looks good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was massive. Yeah, yeah. I liked the uh, the uh, Terminator uh, uh, references. Oh yeah, oh, kept name your reference, my God. Yeah, and Kay was pointing out the whole the whole thing where he's building the gun was that that whole thing is like straight out of Terminator. I, know, I loved it. It's just they revealed a bed with all the guns on it, which is a Terminator riff. And then he's like, he makes this super badass futuristic gum out of spare parts and he's just like taking stuff apart and pulling dials off shit and everything and i was just i i i love that whole bit when he was going through that oh and when he comes back through time the first thing he runs into two two backwards backwood backwoods rednecks and yep who are who are having a discussion about Using baby wipes and as well as toilet paper, which is by, very not a redneck thing. Played by Alan Tudyk yeah. and, and um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, right? Yeah. But that and and it, what year is it? I mean, it's straight out of Terminator. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's so yeah. much Terminator to it. He doesn't even wait for the answer; he just shoots him. <laughs> <Right. laughs> what year is it? <laughs> huh? Bam! Oh god! Which, obviously, referencing it because Cable is basically a, a rip-off homage to the Terminator. I mean, it was definitely some. Terminator stuff going on with the creation of Cable. Sure. I think. I think that 
Yeah. Yeah, he he was in early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you get. Yep. That's all I had to say. It was just, <laughs> there's nothing more to it. Oh, oh what I didn't like is oh, he yes. didn't use any of his sonic powers, which are psionic powers. Sonic powers. He's running real just fast. Like, just like Havoc, man. They don't yeah, even yeah. hint that. You don't even get the idea no, impression that he's he mutant. The, he I honestly the, didn't know he had those. Well, well that's what's seen. keeping the techno-organic virus at bay. He is technically one of the strongest. One of the strongest uh, telepaths, telekinetics ever. Yes. He's like super godlike strong. Isn't he but the son of Scott Summers and and Madeline Pryor? Okay. Clone the clone of the Gene clone. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. Right. It, 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 you start. It's funny because you, you you transcend comic books and you're going into soap opera territory now. Right. Yeah. But right. the whole idea the re, he's he's cyborg because he's infected with the techno organic virus. And, Warlock. Yeah. And that's what's changing his body. Yes. And he uses his telekinetic. Blah, God damn you, Torgo. What? <laughs> his, psionic, tel- his psionic abilities to he use keep it, it at to bay. hold it at bay. That's why he's not as powerful. If he didn't have that, he's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think that was what that reference was when he like was looking at himself in the mirror and he kind of touched the circuitry and winced a little bit? I like don't. That you mid- know what? I have no clue. Oh, because, he's checking himself. He was like, he was like, because I was, like, I was wondering. Yeah, he I like, mean, touched a part and he just kind of winced like it was yeah. causing him pain. But then that was the only. Mm-hmm real moment in the whole movie where you're like okay what was right. that about but i took that as a whole just in emphasizing his you know losing his humanity being okay. a cyborg so i don't know i don't know because yeah they i mean they don't even touch on the comic book parentage yeah, clearly right. they used a lot of the uh the uh money and the uh uh, oomph they got from the first movie to bring in some pretty big names in this, which was fun. A lot of people wanted to be involved in this and cameos, but I was gobsmacked by the fact they got Celine Dion to do the uh, the theme theme song. Have you seen the music video have, version yes, of it? Yeah. <laughs> and what's glorious uh, is that it it worked fine on your ADR radio station. Oh my god! Mm. And that that okay, that's the thing I I was. The, the Celine Dion theme with the very Bond-esque opening. Yeah. I was losing my shit in the theater. <laughs> I was laughing so hard because, like, every little thing they captured from the different Bond themes from the Broccoli movie. And there was some cute little foreshadowing in there, too, like the bullet that goes through yep. the tokens. Yep. At mm-hmm. the end of that, it was like, eh, look at you. Thinking back on that. Yep. Yeah. God damn, that worked so well with mm-hmm. her, her theme. <laughs> It is a movie that is brilliant that pretends to not be brilliant. Yeah. It's, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. There, that's, a, a, that's a good way of putting it. There's, yeah. a, there's a really cool message in there mm-hmm. about listening and tolerance and violence versus nonviolent action. If you want to find it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to find it, you don't have to. It's, it's a fun movie without it. And, of course, Dopinder being the final... Kill in mm. the movie comes in, takes out the. <laughs> yeah! I want, I want more. Oh mm. I loved it. I wanted to do it again. <laughs> I heard you coming from a mile away. I was struggling to keep a, a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what'd you think about it? Write to us comments at uglycowshow.com or post it up on Shock Monkey's Lair, the uh, Facebook page of Geek Shock. The the uh, Torgos hasn't seen it. Hasn't yet. seen it yet. Spoilerific. Thread. Talk. 
page? Yeah, there's a, a separate page called Torgo Hasn't Seen It Yet. Oh, right. it's not the Basement of Rage, damn it? No. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think the general rule of thumb now is that uh, yeah, on the spoiler spoiler page, you can start talking about the movie the Monday after it's released. Okay. I think that's what everyone agreed to. I don't know. Sounds well, like this. I, yeah, well, I the think spoiler like, page, I, it as seems soon like as you, you see, yeah, as yeah. soon as you've seen it, you can post on there, and you're just not supposed to visit the page until you've. Seen well, it. and, and I, th- I, I think we also, I think there was there was a general agreement that you shouldn't have posts that give spoilers in the before you click on it. If that makes sense. Oh, you mean yeah? Okay, yeah, I got you. Wow, yeah. this has gotten below, so complicated da, 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 da. now. Yeah. yeah. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff, Commander K. Oh, I'm here. Fact check, Dandy. See you in two months, Maple Leaf Matt. Yeah, you're not allowed to come back till that army is painted. Okay. I'm kicking him off the show until he paints that That's true. Warhammer army. <laughs> I've given him two months and he can't come back. Yeah. Put those unemployment dollars to work. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he going back. I'll hire to a little guy in Vietnam to paint it all for me. We'll just call That's him nice. Rodney Dangerfield because he's going back to school. Ooh. Yes. I'm a. Uh, Gonna get a career now. No, oh, no oh more boy. jobs. Yes, no more jobs. You got to do a, a career. Yes, because he's got the tools. Like? He's got the talent. Yes, <laughs> I, ha- I have to get ahead of the massive unemployment that's about to happen here. Yeah, shortly. no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. We got the time turners. We we can make this happen. Right. We need one of those cable things. One of those cable time machine things. That, body slider? That's yeah. What, that's Is that what's called, called the body slider? slider? Yeah, it's a slider. That's that sounds like a, wrong. I yeah, I know. Yeah, body slider I, sounds like uh, something you get at the Adam and Eve And it's actually, it's actually a little crystal cube thing that he... And it's, it has it's like the own, naked uh, sushi, only you're eating burgers off It's of an that. AI thing. I was having a wet and wild it talks to him. thing with that. You can talk to him. Bunch of... You can talk to it. You can talk to him type thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of fun. Little compartment in his cybernetic arm. Professor Body Slide. Can beauty come out?